Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Set Your Expectations, the semi-weekly podcast, which welcomes a new guest each time to talk about different careers and aspects of life. I'm your host, Joe Garrier. Joining me again is my co-host, Josh. And Josh, who do we have this week? Well, Joe, this week we have Kevin Lloyd. Now, if that name sounds familiar, it's because it is. It's also my last name. Kevin Lloyd is my brother, my younger brother. He came in this week to talk to us about what exactly it means to be a machinist and a machine repairman, what that work entails, and his least misconception that people consider his job to be a factory job, which he vehemently disagrees with, and I think you'll find out why in the episode. All in all, I think it was a great conversation. He came in, he was super relaxed, he was happy to talk to us, and honestly, I mean... He's been my brother for the last 27 years, but I learned a lot from the two hours I sat down and talked to him, so I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I definitely learned a lot, too, so hopefully everybody else will as well. Enjoy. Precision machinist by trade, right? Like right. you're a journeyman there. Yeah. So you went to school for that. Yes. Or you had a program that you went through. And then for uh, machine repair, that's like on the job training that you got from your current job? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what was it like getting your journeyman's card? And what is a journeyman's card? A uh, journeyman's card is when you go to an apprenticeship for four years and you're actually getting on the job training mm-hmm. and you go to school like uh, night classes like once or twice a week. Okay, so it's, I mean, like, so basically a journeyman's card is kind of like a college degree. It's, it, it's, it's like proof that you did the work and that you're qualified to do the thing that your card says. Yep. If you're a journeyman of precision machining, that means that you put the work in, people can trust that you've done this thing. So it's, it's exactly, it's a certification. Right, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, you say, you said four years? Four years. Is it is it something that has to be done in four years, or is it something that is like like is it something that's similar to credits to where you can get it done like fast tracked? No, it's four straight years. It's just um, because your job pays for it. Okay, so do you go like is it something that you did like after work, or how did it work exactly? Um, depending on what shift you're on, it could be after work, it could be before work, third shift. I was on third shift when uh, I was going to school, so I okay. get go to school, go straight to work. So, so for your, like, I guess you were doing the job while you were doing the training at the same time. Is that what usually happens? Yeah, yeah. You always do. Uh, since the company's paying for it, you have to have so many hours. It pretty much comes out to four years worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to have those on the job hours to even get your, your uh, journeyman's card. And did that start right after high school? Yeah. Okay. So at what point did you decide that that's what you wanted to do? Uh, didn't really know what I was going to do until uh, my buddy Vince, he's like, hey, man, you should come uh, do machine trades with me. And I'm like, what, what the hell is that? Because I wanted to do like uh, electrical and shit, you know, right. computer stuff. Okay. But uh, 
at Clay, they pretty much told me, they're like, you're too dumb to do that. So you can go ahead and do this. Clay was your high school? Yep. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Vince is doing it. Like, a couple of my other buddies were doing it. And I was like, I might as well do it. Pure pressure type shit, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, fuck it. They're all doing it. I guess I'll be a machinist. I yeah. guess this is going to dictate for the rest of my entire life. I may as well, well fucking figure it out right now. like the worst that could happen is you were going to live the life that your buddies were going to live. So at, at worst, you were going to have some people to do it with. Right. Exactly. But at the time, like, uh, here's the way to try to graduate. Right. You know, I was way behind. Okay. I don't even think they even, they even called me a junior because I wasn't technically a junior credits wise credits wise mm-hmm. yeah but um they still let me do it i had no idea what machining was i had no idea what machine trades was what's a what's a pretty good segue then um because we didn't really cover it what exactly was machine trades what is precision machining like what do you do or what are you qualified to do i guess uh you know run a mill cnc mill uh program if depending on software or programming at the machine okay uh, CNC mill is usually what I what I was running. Uh, I do manual machining, you know, uh, lathes, mills. And these like these things, uh, what do you like? What do they make? What are you making? Oh, it depends. Uh, you could do uh, at Hamill. We were making uh, medical parts. Mm-hmm. So like spine uh, screws. We were machining knees. Yeah, replacement knees and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I guess just for the uninitiated, if you don't know what machine, like what it means to be machined, usually it means anytime you see a piece of metal that is one solid piece and it's cut into some insane shape that you know shouldn't be possible, it's because some machine has programmed it in CAD or some machine has cut it by hand on a lathe or a CNC mill. Yeah. Um, your big aluminum ashtrays, engine parts, all machined by somebody like you. Yeah, gun parts. I mean, like guns automotive there's machinists and everything so yeah, um, basically any anything about like can't be cut out is right. so, somebody machined it out it, of a bigger it can't piece be of metal. stamped some <laughs> mold yeah it's, it's been machined how much of your job is hands-on versus like you inputting commands uh to any much anymore uh you're not going to run into a lot of uh manual machining right a lot of it is just cnc is that just because of like advancement in technology? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, and safety. Right. That and uh, like production wise, depending on what you want. Uh, if if it's just like a one job run or one piece that you need, you're gonna you're just gonna uh, you're just gonna do it manually. Right. If it's like a huge order, like spine screws, something like that. Ten thousand pieces. Yeah, you're definitely gonna want to do CNC because it's more production based. What do you, I mean, in your profession, what do you generally work with more? Do you usually work with the big, the big orders or like uh, small, more precise things? At, uh, at my old job, we were pretty much uh, production based. Okay. So huge orders, uh, long runs. Sometimes some orders were 10,000 pieces. Some orders were three pieces. Okay. It all depends on what they wanted. So, so what you what you do now is it different than what you used to do? I guess uh, you do the opposite of that, though. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny that I needed a, a journeyman's machinist card or a journeyman's card in general to do what I do now. I'm pretty much uh, a glorified mechanic, really. Um, 
machine repairmen. Really, that's what we call ourselves, machine repairmen. Yeah, because like you're basically doing work on giant machines, though, right? Like big room-sized equipment that's making a ton of stuff at a time. Yeah, yep. Um, and it's we pretty much, uh, I guess, we do surgery on the machines. You know, we we take the part out, put like the part in, grease monkey doctors, and just yeah, try to try to get it to work. Uh, so it's dirty, hands on. So it's pretty much the complete opposite of what I'm qualified to do. <laughs> so, I mean, is your job, uh, is that you walking around and, and getting your hands dirty on machines, basically fixing them? Like, is it basically imagining that these are cars? Is that you fixing what is a machine instead of a car? Yeah, I mean, a, mach- a car is a machine. Right, yeah. But, but are you treating it the same way? Uh, do, you, do you walk around with like a set of tools and, and yeah, those yeah, types of things? Yeah, yeah, we have our toolbox we take out to the machine. Uh, we do, uh, you know, we always know what's wrong with it. Usually, well, I can't say always, but we usually know what's wrong with the machine mm-hmm. uh, before we get out there. So we know what tools we need. Uh, I go a short story real quick. Uh, I was working on this part of the machine, setting it up because we do setups too. Okay. And, uh, the machine wouldn't move and okay. I was the only one over there and I was like oh shit I don't know what the hell is going on with this thing <laughs> and uh I go grab my supervisor and I'm like hey man you know check this out this thing's not moving he's like well it could be electrical so we get the electrician out and he's fucking with it he's like nope like, it's a whole different department so they have to call a different department like please come hang out right, and see what's yeah. going on here <laughs> yeah. so we get the electrician out there and uh he's like nope that's fine and we're like alright well you can only be one other thing or a few other things really it could be uh the drive shaft wasn't well, the drive shaft they just break mm-hmm. uh it could be the motor wasn't the motor it was the brake and when the brake goes it just locks up mm-hmm. and the machine won't move everything stops so we had to pull we had to go underneath the machine like in the basement pull the brake put the new brake in and it, that was like a three-hour deal <laughs> <laughs> jesus now do you do you like those types of problem solving? Oh yeah, yeah. It's a lot more fun than. Uh, do you feel like that's what you're trying to do? Like that's that is the purpose of, of your job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Troubleshooting, making sure that that everything's running right. So, I guess is there a lot of uh, dialysis? Uh, not dialysis. I'm sorry. Um, diagnostic done in what you do, like in your day to day. Is there a lot of uh, diagnostic, or is it pretty much like you walk up and you you already know? You're just like, oh, okay, well, this is this machine. It usually has this problem. Yeah, it's okay. it, we we usually know, and uh, we do. Uh, there's different parts of machine repair at the place I work, and uh, if it, if something just breaks, we don't get called out usually. Uh, they have shift work. And the shift workers, it's a two-man crew, they go out there and they make sure, like, they're like, all right, they troubleshoot it, and if they need help, they'll call us up. It's all machine repair, though. So, in order to, in order to do what you do now, you had to get your journeyman's license? Yeah, journeyman's card. Journeyman's card. And then in order to get your journeyman's card, you had to finish high school. Yeah. So, I guess, would you say then that you feel as though you have... Uh, like job security in in your field uh, based on the amount of of work you had to put in to get where you are now? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, Maybe not specifically at your your specific place of employment, but doing what you do. Yeah. Um, I think job security just because there aren't very many machinists anymore, and that's a big problem, you know what I mean? Like, everyone wants to go to college instead of doing a trade. Well, I think a lot of that's got, got to do with the fact that um, they push that on us a lot, you know, without any, like, real indication of... You know, and I think that it probably came from a good place when they first started doing it, but after a while, it's just like it seemed like a way to, like, there we we have friends with degrees who didn't get, you know, don't have jobs in their field because jobs in their field are impossible to come by because they're right. being taken up by people who are going who are going to squat forever and retire from that job. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Um. So yeah, I think that that got pushed on us a lot, and you know, we, they they all kind of looked at like you know, work smarter, not harder, and like if you do this kind of work, like you're like you know, it's it says something about you and I think that's kind of like a, a stigma that a lot of people like yourself are trying to break um, because obviously you're not like just some greasy like hillbilly dude <laughs> like yeah, you're yeah. a smart that's, dude that's <laughs> one of the uh, misconceptions I guess you could say uh, I'm a I'm a hillbilly you know I'm, I'm a dummy yeah this is some big to, yeah you, you know, know you go to college and get that good school learning right yeah and it's it's the complete opposite really I mean uh you, you make good money and you live a good life. I mean, if you get a good job machining, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna be able to live, live good with, without the debt. Yeah, do you think that that's the, that's the biggest misconception? Is, is that basically people look down on you because yeah. of the, 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 the school thing? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I feel that people are like, oh, you wanna do a trade or you fucking stupid? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's kind of like, a, it's one of those things where it seems like the biggest misconception about it in general is that because you work in a factory, it must be mindless factory work that you're doing. That's another thing. Like, uh, when I was getting my dreamers card, everyone was like, oh, you know, Leto uh, works in a factory, and it would piss me the fuck off, man. I'm telling you. I didn't work in a factory. You worked in a shop, right? I worked in a fucking machine shop. <laughs> I, wor- I, did pre- I did precision shit, like... The stuff that I was making is gonna go into a human being. Yeah, you weren't in small assembly line like yeah, I wasn't pushing a button, <laughs> pumping out rubber balls. Right, right, exactly. I wasn't busting out at like Ford, you know, putting a screw in, you know. Or pressing a button and stamping out bumpers right. like it wasn't yeah. that at all. It was it was precision stuff. I mean, it was important stuff. Yeah, because I remember like um you telling me that not only do you have to program these things to make the part off the blueprint. But then you're checking these parts constantly for accuracy. Right. Is that is that still part of your job, like checking for accuracy, or is it somebody else's job now? No, it's someone else's job now. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Do you think that, let's say you got a, a college degree just because, yeah, let's say you... Fuck it. Well, let's just say you, you, you're insatiable, okay? Your thirst for knowledge is insatiable. Yeah. And you get a degree and, I don't know, Anything, okay? You you have some other passion, and you decide. Well, you can make more money if you continue in your current career. So you keep your current job. Do you think people will still look down on you, intelligent wise, intelligence wise, because of where you are working, even though you have a degree? Oh yeah, yeah. Because people think like, why would you want to do that when you can sit behind a desk and be a fucking zombie? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that I mean, nine to five. Yeah. Like, I guess 
to go hand in hand with you. Like I have, like there's a guy in my in the shop where I work, uh, one of the mechanics who was going to be a doctor, and like he has this degree and decided to come do this instead because he just doesn't. He prefers this, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And and people probably feel the same way. Yeah. So that's where that's where I was kind of headed with that. Um, yeah, it's kind of like. Um, Reed also told me that there are more than like when you're a machinist or a machine machinist, like you can work just about anywhere. Yeah. Like any everyone needs you at. Like I don't know how many things were machined, how many companies hire machinists, but anything mechanical, any like any car company, they need a ton of machinists. Any um, appliance companies, they need machinists. Like they have all, all in house machinists that don't order parts from anywhere. They have these guys making parts, like these tool and die makers, these machinists, these like repairmen, all just in their shops, like. Yeah. If you left here today, you could move to basically any state and find a job within 20 miles of wherever you are. Yeah, definitely. Do you think it's, in that in that vein, do you think it's worth relocating if you were, were given an offer? There's, that, a, there's a few places I would move for. NASA? Uh, NASA's one, yeah. BMW? Yep. Because like they're in, aren't they in Georgia? I, I would say uh, they're in North Carolina. Yeah, just somewhere beautiful. Like just like it's, come live, come live in this beautiful state and uh, I mean, like, make a ton of money working for BMW. Uh, Boeing. Oh yeah. They're they're building a huge facility down there in South Carolina. They have a huge one. Like the headquarters is out in uh, is I, think, I think Washington. Te- I thought it was in Texas. It's in Washington. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I know there's some some big ones out in Texas too. Yeah. So I, I this is a, a two part question, I guess. Do you, w- would you say that like your your benefits and salary are better or worse than what you expected they would be at at this point in your career? They're a lot better than what I expected to make ever doing doing what I do. Do you think that they are better or worse than what people think that you would be making without a college degree? <laughs> They're a lot better than what people think. Oh, they are far superior. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. So, so I mean, you, I guess you could say you're pretty comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, do you feel as though you you could and maybe you know potentially will? Anything could change, but you could retire from it. Oh, I I most likely will. Okay. Yeah, not saying from the place that I'm working now. Yeah, no, no, from pro, the profession. Yeah, right? yeah. So you, yeah. you, you think you'll be in this vein of work for the rest of your life? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I mean. It will seem to love you. you, you you've you been making strides or everywhere you go, it's kind of like you just keep moving up. So. Yeah. Is, is, now, I know you, like, talked a little bit about how you progressed. Um, is there more progression as far as what would be the next step up uh, in terms of where would you go from machine repairman? Would you just become essentially lead machine repairman or um, would you yeah is there is there basically what's the ladder look like is it what's what's the next run up where do, um, where do you move up to next well once I get uh, a part of uh, apprenticeships and whatnot if you don't if you're in the line of work and you just decide like oh school is not my thing I don't want to do it um, you can get you can apply for your journeyman's card after eight years of on the job experience so I'm not a machine repairman yet right I'm a precision machinist mm-hmm. but after eight years 
I'll apply with Ohio mm-hmm. and they'll give me my uh, machine repairman's card and then I'll have two machine repairman cards or I'll have two cards, two journeyman's cards and uh, <clears throat> I mean anything's possible then. I mean I'm, I'm double qualified. Uh, I make my own parts if need be. Yeah, basically uh, at that point, any, at that point you're basically a, a, an all-rounder and anyone would be happy to have you. Right. But from uh, the place that I'm at, uh, it all usually comes with seniority. That's where it's based on. What's the what's the maximum? I mean, like, not that there's necessarily a maximum, but how many dreamers cards are there in your line of work, like going forward? Well, there's there's any skilled trade has an apprenticeship program. Yeah. So basically, I mean, you could be a journeyman blacksmith. Uh, Florist, sure, you no, no, sure, yeah, but I mean, like going in, in, in your where you're headed, yeah. If you keep going your way, is there another car that you would get eight years from now? From, from well, I think seven years from now, yeah. I'll, I'll get my uh, machine repair card. Okay. Well, well, I think the thing that you need to understand, Joe, is that those things, even his precision machining and machine repair, are only tangentially connected, they aren't like two stones in a path leading in one direction. Those right. things are just, they're related because of the fact that they are, one works, one does work with the machine, one works on the machine. So the way that you could look at it, for, for people who aren't familiar with it, is that you maybe majored in something and minored in something and that they complemented each other in your career. Yeah, or you could say, uh, you know, if you want to go video game scenarios, I, I, uh, I reclassed. You just reclass, yeah, excellent. So what you, you uh, get, prestiged actually. Yeah, yeah. Once you get all five journeyman's cards, you can summon Exodia, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then I just take over the world. You become unstoppable. Yeah. Okay. But that is until some kid uh, rips all your journeyman's cards up and throws them in the river <laughs> while you're on a boat. Yeah. So we talk a lot about like all these like good aspects of, of how much you love it. it, it obviously. They're paying you. This is great. They they put you through you know your schooling and everything. That's awesome, but they probably take a lot of your time. So let's talk about let's talk about free time. Do you do you get to eat lunch? I mean, honestly, like coming from a guy who there's days where I I don't I bring my lunch right back home and stick it right back in the fridge. Like, do you do you? get a set lunch every day where you are always in the cafeteria? No, we're uh, we're an on-call. Okay. So from the time I clock in, from the time my shift starts, if they need me, I'm working. Right, because you never know when a machine is going to break down, basically. Right. And yeah. you're probably in a pretty large, well, let me ask you, how big is the place where you're at? Uh, how many machines are there that need repairing? Nine, I think. That's nine gigantic machines. Yeah. When you when you said gigantic, like what what's the sheer size of these things? Uh, we'll say, uh, because the, there's different parts of the machine. So, that, yeah, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. So we'll say, uh, I think the one is thirty foot in diameter. Well, they're all like the main part of the machine that works is thirty foot in diameter. I think. Okay. And it has like the biggest ones we have are eighteen sections. And then all the other ones are 12 sections. That sounds like a lot of fucking work, dude. <laughs> and then there's different parts of the machine. But it's a pretty big place. Okay. Um, so, so would you say, 
I mean, obviously, you're pretty busy at work. Yeah. But do you get offered a lot of vacation time? Uh, is it easy for you to be able to request time off? It's it's really easy to, to request time off. Uh, when you first get hired in, depending on what time of the year you get hired in, uh, I got six days of vacation this year coming up. You know, well, last year I had six days of vacation also. Okay. But it uh, it goes up exponentially. Um, I think like every four years. Right. Four years I get, I think ten, and it goes up from there. I think once you have twenty two years in, you get like thirty days off paid. Stealing a full month, you know, a full month off out of the year that you work. Yeah. That's pretty rad. Um. That yeah, that's cool. That's, so, that, that's that OG shit. When you can take a whole month off working, they're just like, "Yeah, we'll, we'll catch you, catch you, and get back, dude." So if there was an if there was an emergency, like uh, kind of like a short term emergency that you you didn't really have a a heads up on, would it be a big deal? No. Okay. Um, if there's an emergency at the at the place that you work, they needed to call you in. Do they like pay you? extra for that or is it just like are you still on call when you're not there um yeah i mean they they can call you for overtime and you don't have to take it okay so but like, like, like let's say like one of the machines just all 18 sections are fucked and they got everybody working on them like do they call you in like we need you to come in like this is an emergency this is serious shit yeah but i can be like no fuck yourself. <laughs> really yeah. and then it's like all right bye yeah. sorry you bothered you yeah that's kind of rad dude yeah if Natalia, your girlfriend, yeah. worked there, do you think it would work? Or if Natalia worked, did what you did, do you think it would affect your relationship? Uh, Normally, my question would be, would you date someone in your line of work? Right. Um, I would ask you, in an alternate universe, would you date someone in your line of work? <laughs> and I'm trying to tiptoe very carefully around this question. <laughs> if, if Natalia worked there, I mean, it depend, depends on what um, crew she would be on. Mm-hmm. Uh, if she was on my crew, I think it'd be pretty cool. I mean, I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Okay. Um, yeah. Like I said, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, like, even in the same company. Just yeah, in, like ima- imagine she worked at, at, at the same job opposite shift. Oh. Like, how would that affect your relationship? Oh, that'd be fucking terrible. Because you would literally never see I, each other. I would never see her. Yeah. Like two ships oh. passing in the night. You'd you, like you'd see each other what one weekend a month. Yeah, but <laughs> not even know because we have we'd have different weekends off. <laughs> so does this does this line of work? Would you say does it affect relationships generally? I could. Okay. Yeah, depending. I mean, if uh, if your wife had a full-time job and you had fucking three kids and I work seven day swing so it's I work seven days get two days off seven days two days off seven days three days off which is a weekend mm. plus, is that pretty standard uh, no okay not uh, not for machine shops it's not you know a typical work day in a machine shop is 10 hours okay uh, Monday through Friday if you're on third shift, you're working Sunday to Friday. Would you prefer something like that? I like swing shifts. Yeah. Yeah. 
kind of like switch it up, keep things interesting. Right. Yep. But that's after coming off of what five years of working nothing but nights. Seven years. Seven years Um, of night shift. shift. And also, you're young. How how old are you? Uh, what, 26? Are you, <laughs> are you asking 26? He's asking his brother, yes. He'll be 27 oh, yeah, yeah. this month. Because oh, your birthday's in like two days. Yeah. Three your, days. Your birthday's yeah. real soon. Yeah. Based on, depending on what time it is at this moment. Yeah. Or depending on what day this episode releases. Yeah. <laughs> but no, by the time this releases, you'll already yeah, be, I'll be 27. I'll be yeah. 20. I'm, I'm 27. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Welcome to the future. Um, do you, so, okay. So based on on the the swing shift thing, do you think that you have a proper work life balance? Yeah, I only work eight hours a day. <clears throat> okay. Uh, the worst shift for me personally is second shift. And it's the middle of the day shift. It just kills your whole day. That in the summer, it's hot as fuck. Oh, I bet it's terrible. It's like it's the hottest part of the day. It's yep. the it's the part of the day where everyone wants to hang out. It's just you go into work early enough that you can't do anything beforehand and you get off late enough that it's almost not worth doing anything afterhand, afterward. Well, I mean, unless you like to party. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, <laughs> we know you do, yeah. So, do you, do you, um, do you think that your, your swing shift, I don't know where I was headed with that. What do you what do you think the worst trouble is in that that you ever got into in this line of work? Not necessarily at this job, but in this line of work so far, which is essentially your entire career out of high school. Uh, what's the worst trouble you ever got into? Jeez. Uh, outside of, outside of his countless tardies, this dude does not have on time to save his life. Yeah, um, it could be a funny story. I mean, it doesn't have to just be like you getting your neck wrong. It's yeah, because I've never I've never technically gotten in trouble at work. Never been reprimanded. You never been reprimanded for anything. No, never. Uh, one time I fucked up a bunch of uh, like super expensive knees, and really I didn't fuck them up. My boss just wanted to be a dickhead to me. Oh, see, I thought like maybe your bosses were like getting big with you, so you just like just going for the just knees. Just a bunch of a bunch of CEOs' <laughs> knees, the most yeah. the most expensive knees possible. I fucked up a bunch of super expensive knees. They really didn't know who they were messing with. Yeah, fuck those guys. Um. Uh. Okay. So so how bad was the consequence for that? Uh, I was in my apprenticeship, so you get when you're in your apprenticeship, you get uh, raises every three months. So you get evaluations. Well, this motherfucker. <laughs> At the time, we were getting fifty cents every three months, so two dollars a year. Which Ooh, is that's I mean, nice. That's, that's, that's huge. huge. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's fucking awesome, especially when you're making eight fifty an hour. And at the, that time, you were how old again? Oh god, you were uh, eighteen. I was gonna say you were not even twenty. I don't think. Right? Yeah. And when I got hired in, I was making eight fifty. And well, at the time, that was probably six, at least six fifty, six seventy five was minimum wage. So I was making huge money. Yeah, you know, and uh, almost a full two dollars above minimum wage. Yeah, and make, giving fifty cent raises every three months. Every three months, mm-hmm. and this was like my third evaluation, I think. And this fucking dude, you're you're ready to hit ten. You're like, this is where I make ten. Fuck this. This is about to be tight. He gives me a ten cent raise. Out of a possible 50? Yeah. 10 cents, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, my heart would have broke. If you step step back and you look at it and take yourself out of the equation, do you think that 
Do you think that you would have made the same decision he did? No, because it wasn't my fault. Okay. And that's 100% honest. It was not my fault. Well, so what was he just flexing nuts on you, or what was going on there? <laughs> yeah. I think he was like, this kid's young, you know, let's let's teach him a life lesson. You know, and that's a, a oh, lot of guys oh, oh. at work. <laughs> the lesson was just like, we're cocksuckers? A lot of guys at work were, were like that to me. We're like, you know, yeah, I was grateful that I started double-checking my work. Yeah, you know I, I mean? obviously, yeah. Because you should, you know, you should you shouldn't go to work and fuck shit up. Well, yeah, yeah, you, know, you, you want to just let like, things let things run. Your, your job is your best of your ability, but it wasn't my fault. I told him it wasn't my fault, and he's just like, I don't give a fuck. Here's ten cents, <laughs> man. Yeah, no, I remember you uh, specifically telling me that story when it happened, and you were just like, oh, I fucking hate this shit. Yeah, like these people, people are the fucking worst. Like I don't want to do this anymore. This is fucking trash. And it's like. Uh, I feel you. I understand that, but I mean, obviously, you got you got out of that place after they uh, <laughs> you, yeah, you worked them for all they were going to give you, yeah. and then left. So, do you do you think that um, uh, do you think that are, are you are you in the union? Yeah. Okay. I don't I don't know a lot about about what you do exactly and like all the differences between what you do and what other people in the other like trades and stuff yeah um but i know that a lot of people are in unions so are they are you all in unions or are some of you in unions and will you always be in union it it depends on where you work if okay. you're unionized you know okay so but i mean like um i know like electricians if you go like sign up I think, like at the electrician union, right? You can like apply to do their apprenticeship, and then they'll like place you and stuff, and then they pay for it. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of um, bigger skilled trades, especially here in the Midwest, have their own unions. Like uh, here in like Ohio, and the local eighteen is the uh, operating engineers, so people who operate heavy machinery. Right. Um, there's the pipe fitters. There's the UAW. Like. Those guys who are all in skilled trades and stuff just <laughs> belong to these unions that exist just as separate entities that will um, find and place their their workers. Right. Um, basically, the unions are so big and powerful, like these guys know, like, oh, that's where you go to find people who operate. I think when you walk a crane, I know where to go to like local eighteen. They'll, they'll find me someone who's qualified. Right. So, like, is there a similar thing for machinists? Like, is there a, like where you can go and be like, all right, find me work? I, not that I know of. You know, like just a hidden society somewhere. It might be. You know, just, <laughs> you're, you're waiting for someone to approach you. You need to be invited. Day, just like the day you get your fifth journeyman's card. Yeah. <laughs> just, like walks up and like congratulations, we we've got this awesome job for you. He takes you. He takes you to speakeasy. I imagine you're just gonna come home one day. You're just gonna open the computer and just uh, us a uh, little chat box opens up, and you're not even on any kind of. Any kind of chat, right, right, thing, and and somebody just starts messaging you from some cryptic name, like Machine Smith Forty Nine <laughs> underscore uh, <laughs> underscore at the end, and it's just like oh, now you know no. as these old as fuck. And it's like, no. You ready? <laughs> they just open a refrigerator door. You walk into a speakeasy basement. All of a sudden, you're you're drunk on gin and vermouth. Jesus. So I wanna I wanna circle back. Uh, you you had talked about what you wanted to do before you started uh, the, the trade that you're in now but when you were a little kid what was your dream job 
Um, I think I wanted to be a fucking astronaut. Me too. You know yeah, why? Because sick. we lived in the time of space, space camp. camp. Yeah, and that's why. It was yeah. we. Our generation, I think, was the only generation to have like a space camp. Uh, yeah, no, we, it was like it was like thousands of dollars for a week of fucking space camp. Oh my god, I know. I but it looks so fucking cool. They feed you yeah. astronaut food. And they put you in a centrifugal force chamber. I was writing about it as as part of as part of like one of my characters' like backstory in in a, in a book of how they didn't get to go to space camp. And I was like, man, I don't know if these like a younger generation is gonna understand this because I feel like my generation is the last generation that yeah, kids ask your parents about space camp. Yeah, will know what space camp really is. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few things like that, but it yeah. was it was heartbreaking. We still go. We go. <laughs> I don't we, man, I think they shut that so. shit down. Man, down. listen dude, the government shut NASA down. There's no way space camp <laughs> still exists anywhere. <laughs> I don't know, man. They, you ever see that video of uh you know, they just put like this zero gravity room inside of the back of like a fucking semi? I never saw it. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. I don't think you can do that. No, they fucking did it. Well, there's no zero gravity doesn't exist. Bro, no, yeah. Right here, that's so a, that, I have to throw you in a plane for that. And just, that's bullshit. <laughs> that's parabolic flight and just get. Oh wait, no, the, you know, never mind. Space camp still exists. It's just Elon Musk's SpaceX. So, like they're all going to Mars pretty soon. Like that's the new space camp. It's like all these assholes. Like that's why it's our generation also going to Mars. Like. A bunch of like here's a bunch of assholes looking to go to space camp. They're gonna hop on an Elon Musk rocket, blow up on the fucking launch pad, and that's fucking like, welcome to space camp, motherfuckers. Right? Yeah. They're, Catch you on Mars. Like, you know what? These kids want to go to space camp so bad. I'm just gonna throw them on Mars, and, and have, have they're just gonna have a good old time. Yeah. Fuck it. Figure yeah. figure out Mars, dudes. Yeah. I think our generation. Well, not our generation, but the younger generation is so advanced that the idea of going to Mars is not as like not so crazy for somebody who has a little space phone in their pocket all the time when they're twelve. I mean, yeah, but they all—I think they, they also under, don't understand what that means because they always had it. They don't know what it means to have a space phone in their pocket because, at twelve years old because they don't understand that there was a time when you had to look at an encyclopedia to figure out what fucking things were. Yeah, and I think that that's why for them, like, they don't really have a sense of wonderment. It's like go to Mars, and they're probably just like, okay. No, now someone says creme fresh. Like, what the fuck is creme fresh? Google that shit. It's like, oh, it's tart sour cream. Now I fucking know. Um, okay, so I think we have a topic here. Uh, <laughs> um, if you could, if you could switch to any career, I know you already said that you think you're going to do this for the rest of your life. But if you could switch to any career besides this, what would it be? And that that's including you're even allowed to be an astronaut. <laughs> um. There's two things. I always tell my brother that GameStop is like, that's my dream job. Really? GameStop. Just working at a fucking GameStop, dude. Do you ever think about getting like a, well, you probably couldn't with string ships. When we were on strike, I was going to go work there like, yeah, do some, season, some seasonal shit. Yeah, why not, you know? But GameStop would be sick. Yeah, I don't why do you why do you think that though? Like, why do you think GameStop would be such a good job? Because video games are just around video games all day. Like, talk yeah. to people about video games. But you don't think that that would? I imagine it's like a lot of moms who are just like, should I buy my kid Grand Theft Auto? You're like, no, like I'll take one copy of Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, please don't buy this for your kid. And they're like, mm, okay, sorry. I'm... 
Instead of Grand Theft Auto, can I get one copy of Call of Duty? Right, Infinite yeah. Warfare. No, uh, even it's like, like Call of Duty Infinite Warfare uh, Bloody Edition. It's just like, no. <laughs> no, I can't imagine working at GameStop. <laughs> so, um, as far as mach- machining goes, would you would you recommend it to like a close friend or family member? Yeah. Okay, what about like the younger generation now? Would you say that that's like a, if you could go to like like talk to people before they make a decision and start going to college would you would you tell people you know pick up a trade yeah definitely uh especially if you're not comfortable in school you know i wasn't like the smartest kid in school and uh i mean i still think about going going to going to college you know to i don't know what i would do sometimes just to get a degree to have one kind of like engineering or something you Mm -hmm. know be like, oh, I fucking smart. I mean, yeah, I, think, I fucking I think, did uh, it in your face. I think part of it is is uh, residue of you know everything that was pushed on us, and I think part of it is you know you want to feel accomplished, uh, regardless of everything that you have accomplished, despite having a degree. Right. You always, I mean, it would be nice to be able to put that on your wall. Right. Yeah. So. Well, it'd be sweet just to you know walk in somewhere and you know you give them your application. And you're going for like a machine repair position, and it says, uh, you know, mechanical engineer on it. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, I like this line of work a lot better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got that for funsies. Yeah. I do, I do that for fun. Okay, dude, tight. Yeah. Like I started when I was a little kid, my dad would have me work with him in his engineering firm. And that's what he wanted me to go to college for. And I was like, I don't want any part of this. <laughs> <laughs> I was not at all having a single part of that. Right. So, so you do think then for kids, um, especially I mean, young adults, obviously, who are in high school or, you know, and their their parents or their teachers are pushing them like, no, you have to go to college. You have to get good grades. You have to do this. You have to do this. Would you tell them like, look, it's okay. Relax. If that's not really a cup of tea. There's a thousand other things you can do. Well, yeah, that, and then I think a lot of, uh, like, high school kids, like, you know, they graduate high school, and a lot of them just don't know what the fuck they want to do. Yeah, I think, well, you know, it's the thing is, like, you're at your youngest, most impressionable age, and that's when the world decides to stop giving a fuck about you. It's like, well, we coddled you through your, your your most vulnerable parts, but here you are now a coddled idiot. Figure it out. Well, here's what I think. I think learn a trade. If you don't like it, go to college. Yeah. Why is it the other way around? Yeah, post second or secondary education is not going anywhere. You know, it's that you know the universities or the community colleges, they're not going to uproot tomorrow. Right. Yeah. I wish somebody had told me go sell cars, and if you don't like it, go to college because, I mean. I could have saved up some money to <laughs> spend on college instead of spending money I didn't have on college for right. a degree. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. You carry, you need to carry that debt around into your new career that has nothing to do with uh, the college that you didn't get to graduate from. And that's one of the biggest things that happens to people, like especially these people who don't know they don't know what they want to do, and they're like, "Well, I'm undecided," and it it's. It, it's almost like you're doomed from the start because now there's there's undecided and they have two or three different kinds of undecided. It's not just undecided, but they they cow you so much 
that there's multiple different kinds and you can be undecided for a semester and then you can be something else for a semester which is still undecided but it's got a different name and then you can be oh well now i'm going to be business well now i'm going to be arts well now i'm going to do this switching your major constantly yeah yeah there's no no focus but i guess i guess the thing is those some of those things it makes sense because there's a lot of overlap but i think that Allowing someone to make, to be so indecisive for so long kind of pigeonholes them into this position where maybe they don't do anything. Right. You know, you had to, you had, you had so many options the entire time. You didn't choose anything, so now you had nothing. The thing is, you could be indecisive while learning a trade and actually getting a skill. Yeah, I mean, you're working. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, I mean, if you're going to be a doctor, I think you already know you're going to be a doctor. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Except for... Uh, I've heard some anecdotal stories about people who spent three, four hundred thousand dollars on medical school and the residency and all that shit, and then failed to actually become a doctor. That's terrible. More than once, like over and over again, and just couldn't couldn't get the last little bit of it or whatever it was, like whatever whatever it was, just wasn't clicking, and just spent a half million dollars on school, didn't become a doctor, and now just had massive debt that they couldn't push off. With and, no real career. And their credit is affected as well. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, man. Learn a trade. You're working. School's paid for. You know, as long as you pass. You know, if you don't pass, you're paying for that shit. Right. Like, they tell you, though, at the beginning, like, if you get worse than a C, you know, you're paying for this. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's fair, though, too. If someone's going to pay for you to go to school, they expect you to not fuck around. Right. I mean, you're, you're making good money, and you make great money when you're done. And if you're living at home with your parents, I mean, you got so much money. You're saving up that money. Yeah, you just keep saving. Would you Would you do it all again? Definitely. Do you think, let me ask you this. I feel like we, we lean really heavy on the fact that you love that you picked up a trade. Do you think that you would, given a chance, pick up a different trade instead? Given the chance, yeah. I mean, I like machining. I like machine repair. I like the mechanical aspect of everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, one day, things are going to just be all automated. Yeah, that's true. And, I mean, yeah, I could be a technician. You know, yeah, like, you know the thing is, repair. instead of being a machine repairman and working on giant room-sized machines, you'll become an Android repairman. You'll start working on human-sized machines. And you'll advance with it. Right, yeah. Yeah, they'll probably make you into a machine too. You'd be a cool cyborg, man. Mm-hmm. I can just work on myself. You'll yeah. Have, yeah, you'll have just one arm that's just, you'll, you'll, you'll change and you'll insert into the machine. Just like cyborg, yeah, from, uh, or, or Mega Man. And you'll shoot the shit with Billy over there <laughs> while, you're, while you're doing it. And you're Your like, arm becomes a scissor boomerang that you shoot off into the, you know, machine repairman. It's going to take you on a different, uh, it just, it's a whole different thing in the future. Right. That According to Mega Man. Like programming, too, would be really cool. Yeah. Are those considered trades now? Uh, I don't think uh, programming is no. No, it seems like a, real, a general a general secondary education kind yeah, of thing. You just fucking teach yourself that, you know. Do you, uh, yeah. do you ever look at specific people that you know that, like, you're close to and think, like, man, that perfect that person would be perfect for a trade. I wish they would get their shit together or, like, pick up a trade and not do whatever they're currently doing because their life could be completely different. Yeah, but I don't, like... Yes. You, you, don't, you don't try to live their life for them. Right. I don't yeah. want to... Um, I want people to have what I have or better. You know what I mean? Like, right. I want, like... 
that's I want people to do just as good as me, right? If not better, and uh, you know I've tried to help numerous people. I mean, Cheryl knows that, and uh, you know if you if you don't like you you have to want to do it. You can't just keep doing the same shitty thing day in and day out. Oh yeah. And expect your fucking life to change. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna fucking happen. You gotta get up and fucking put the work in. Yeah, because no one else is gonna do it for you. Right. Exactly. People don't want to do it for themselves. You think anyone's gonna do it for you? Right. It's not gonna happen. I got, I got enough on my plate. I'm not gonna fucking text you every day like, hey man, you want a fucking job? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um. Okay. Well, I mean, that pretty much wraps up the most of the the, the first segment. The educational part. The rest of what we do is just kind of fun. This is the goofy part. We just kind of ask you some silly questions. Just uh, <clears throat> just ask you some things and see see where your mind's at. It's kind of bullshit a little bit see, here. See what makes you you. Now, obviously, we've known you for... Fucking for your, if, if your, not your entire I've known you your entire life. <laughs> I've known you for most of your life, so... Right. Uh, we may know some of these answers. I, the questions I'm going to ask you, I'm going to try to ask you things I don't already know answers to. Yeah. So just prepare for some curveballs. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to lead you into uh, hilarious stories. Okay. Uh, do you do you have something ready? Uh, just uh, so the, just the first one I ask you is to kind of get you warmed up a little bit here is uh, what is the best dessert? Just period, in your opinion. Ah, uh, shit. I'm going to go with. Either mom's cream puffs. Oh, those creams are fantastic. Or like we ate some yesterday. Any kind of just like apple pie, dude. Like, I do love apple pie. Like, like a nice Dutch apple pie with a oh, with a streusel on top. That or um, like if you're gonna buy it from the store, like homemade chocolate chip ice cream. That's the brand homemade. Oh yeah, the homemade brand. Yeah. Oh my god, that's delicious. I don't think I've ever even. Oh, you're about to try it. Oh yeah, it's good. Kroger sells it. Uh-huh. The Myers used to sell it and they stopped selling it. Apple pie? No. No, it's mint. It's mint. Uh, it's chocolate chip ice cream. Sorry. It's chocolate chip ice cream. Oh, so I, I must have. Yeah. I must do that. You said the homemade? Homemade. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, okay. The That's the brand of ice cream. I wish they. Does anyone make uh, apple pie ice cream? Oh, I'm sure somebody does. Briars or yeah. Ben and Jerry's. Somebody puts it Yeah, I was like, cream. I don't think I've ever heard of <laughs> apple pie ice cream. Um, I'm sure it exists. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Probably, uh, Pie exists, ice cream exists, some asshole put the, like, people put ice cream on pie, so someone's like, well, let's fucking save them the step, we'll put the pie right in the fucking ice cream. You know somebody did it. It's like, there's a whole pie in this pint. All right. Either now or growing up, what is or was your favorite toy slash action figure? Oh, man. Uh, My favorite toy was the Blackbird Jet my mm. mom got me and I had all of the X-Men. The 90s X-Men. Yeah. The good X-Men. Yeah, good X-Men. The good yeah. X-Men. Uh, yeah. Dude, I remember the day my mom, we, we bought it at, uh, was it Hills? It was Hills. Oh, man. Hills. Yeah. Hills, yeah. Hills later became Ames and then uh, uh, became Cubs. bankrupt. That, was it Cubs at one point? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's, I think it's a, different, a different place. Oh. It, it became uh that shirt and jeans. Oh, that, no, that, that was a Stephen Barry's moved into. They're a separate company. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it moved into that building. Yeah. But yeah, dude. I remember uh, like going to the store, and my our mom would always put stuff on layaway for us, and uh, 
Dude, I found the fucking blank bridge I just sitting there in all of its fucking glory. Like the fucking top popped open. Right. You take the front off of it. Dude, it was so sick. And she bought me Gambit. It fired missiles. Yeah, she fucking fired missiles out of it. Like, <laughs> I had Gambit. I don't think I, I don't know if I ever saw it. I don't know if you, I don't know if I ever saw it no. like when I was younger. Probably not. Yeah. Nope. Gambit, Gambit had a removable trench coat. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and, uh, you can put it on Cyclops, Cyclops. and it makes Cyclops look cool too. Yeah, really? Yeah, I had, I had it. <laughs> it's kind of like when the Green Eagle used to take that fucking thing off his chest and give it to somebody else to protect them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, now they look like the coolest Power Ranger. Yeah. But it was sweet because you could put it, you could put the action figures inside of it. That's how big it was. Really? Yeah. Wow. Do you yeah, have we, any idea of like what the cost of this thing was? Or back then, was that just out of back, your... It had, to, it had to have been like 40 At least 40 $45. Yeah, back then, dude, that was, that that was, was a lot of money for a fucking toy. Now it would probably be like 100 probably. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, we used to uh, have Koosh Warriors uh, oh, fight yeah. fight the, uh, the, the X-Men. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Josh was saying he puts he, he put little swords in the... Yeah, you know, you remember the cocktail, the cocktail toothpicks that are swords. Yeah, we used to make those their weapons because they fit in their hands perfectly. Yep. Oh yeah, that was the we. Mom used to buy us fucking a bunch of them, mm-hmm. like little cases of them. We were easy kids to please. We, <laughs> we 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 made a lot of our own toys up. We used to cut cardboard boxes up and uh, make them uh, bases with trap doors and shit. I used yep. to do the same thing at my dad's. Like I I would figure stuff out. I had one toy at my dad's and it was a Woody, like a actual like woody toy the same toy from the movie yeah and then anything else i just had to make things work i mean like but you give being this dude at the ages of uh 10 and 8 or 10 and 9 whatever it was you go ahead and give us a a handful of cocktail toothpick swords a container of dental floss a couple of shoestrings in a cardboard box, and you won't see us for the next two weeks because we we made some we made something epic happen with that yeah, shit. I mean, that's got to be like one of the perks of being having a brother. Yeah, definitely. Oh man, that's fantastic. Always, always, we always got to play together. Uh, one of the perks of having a sister is I got to like, I don't know, throw her off a bunk bed. <laughs> uh, no, we, we uh, one of the perks of having a brother is that we used to ride the bunk beds down the fucking stairs. No, we, we, I, we, did that. <laughs> we did that too. We had the steepest set of staircase, the steepest staircase at my grandma's house when we lived there. And I remember that we got in so much trouble, me, uh, Kevin here, and our cousin Gabe. We took the top mattress off. We brought her on the landing. Yeah. We all, the worst part is like I don't know what the, what the fuck we we're thinking because at the bottom of these stairs, like one, like these stairs aren't your normal forty five degree steps. Like in a normal set of stairs, like this these yeah. these stairs are probably at an they're, they're, eighty like seventy five eighty degree incline. Like they're super steep steps. Yeah. Um, and at the very bottom is this giant closet with a glass a, a full length a full length of the door mirror. And we're just like, if we hit that thing just hard enough, we're all going to die. Yep. Didn't stop us. We rode that thing down like three or four times before we got caught, and we got our asses swatted, <laughs> dude. Oh, we were in so much trouble. Man. Oh, yeah, it was fucking fun. <laughs> it was fun, right, right until the ass when it was real. It was a real good time. Yep. Um, was it worth it? It was worth it. I'd do it again. Uh, another stupid thing we used to do we'd go in the basement oh the trip game we'd play the trip game 
That does that sound like fun to you? <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, it sounds like fun to me, like as a child, yeah. But it's obviously a terrible idea. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and explain the rules of the trip game, um, so you know it's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, so you we played with two or three players. Uh, one player runs laps around the basement, the concrete floor basement Please. with. Please tell me, are the lights on or off? Uh, they're on. It, they're on. Yeah, they're it's, on. It's still yeah. pretty dark down there. <laughs> so, so you're, 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 running, you're running laps. We used to have, uh, eventually started like putting down pillows, not that it helped at all, but no. uh, when the game first started being played, it was just one person runs laps around the basement um, because it was just like the center support being in the center where the, like, the, the furnace and the water heater and all that stuff was, and that was like a big open basement around that. Yeah. Um, then the other two or one person would lay down on the floor and they would just throw their legs up and the person ran by and tried to trip them. Uh, if you didn't get tripped, you were winning. And, the, and then when you got tripped, you were losing. The uh, the best part about it was uh, there was a water pipe that came up out of the, so you like out of the ground and going upstairs to the bathroom or whatever. And uh, you would grab it. So you can get around the corner and you like get momentum. Yeah, you gotta go faster. Yeah, well, you whip around the corner. But that's exactly where the tripper was. Oh no! So <laughs> if you like, if you got enough speed and you were like trying to jump, they would just put their foot up higher. Oh yeah, and you're <laughs> and just eat shit. Oh, you're flipping. Yeah. Your head's going right to that concrete yeah. floor. I don't know how we don't have like more concussions or broken teeth or broken like I, I have never broken a bone in my entire body. And I used to play. I used Me to. I, I used to do this. Like we used to do this dumbass shit. Like there's no. I should have some kind of severe, like just brain disability now from all like the trauma <laughs> my head's taken. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, throwing ourselves down the stairs for the shits. For funds, yeah. For, for uh, tr- jumping off the stairs and landings, holding uh, plastic bags like their parachutes. Yeah, thought they were parachutes. Uh, that doesn't work at all. They don't no. stop anything from happening. No. Uh, climbing on top of the shed that our grandpa had in the back that was full of uh, tarred up old shingles that were full of nails and we just would still climb those things anyway. Uh, you know, you get a nice foot full of nail and hope that you don't have tetanus. Um, so, okay. I have another question. If you could be raised by... What if you had to pick a, an animal? To raise you, any animal, any wild animal, what would you choose? It's like a Mowgli question. Like if you're gonna get Jungle Booked, who's gonna raise you? Fuck, mm-hmm. oh, dude. Like, I don't know. Probably, uh, I want to go with something like cuddly. Maybe like a, a panda. Like, just, um, uh, <laughs> like you and a bunch of pandas just rolling like, around. Like you heard that <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's a fucking awesome you know, like, answer. Yeah, yeah. just like you and a bunch of like dipshit pandas rolling yeah. around being fat together. That's I feel cool. like they might work together. Like I can see like five of them working together, just like hold hold huddling around you. Yeah, I mean you'd be able to wrestle around with them and stuff, so it'd be a good time. <laughs> yeah, I would have said Digimon. I wouldn't have accepted that. This month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's your favorite Sailor Scout from Sailor Moon? Oh, uh, Sailor Moon or uh, uh, man, there's so many. Like all of them. 
Yeah. <laughs> Mine's right up there. Yeah, the blue one. Mercury. Mercury. Yeah. You remember I had the the ring yeah. when we were younger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was my good luck ring, my little Sailor Mercury ring I got from the the bowling alley. Bowling alley. Yeah. You know. Uh, they had weird things there. Yeah, they they were the bowling alley was a very nineties place. You could get whatever you wanted there. <laughs> Probably uh, Saturn, the super dark haired one. Right, you got a Saturn. Was she the very progressively lesbian one? No, no, no. No, Saturn's no, no. no, no. no, no. my favorite too. She's the green, the green one with the uh, pink, pink and green. So what's the uh, the red one? That's Mars. 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 Okay. Well, duh, yeah. yeah. Well, probably those two. Yeah, I'm, I mean, uh, brunettes. Yeah. Hell yeah, <laughs> I feel you. But Sailor Moon, I mean, she's a star of the show too. So yeah, she's she's cool. Yeah. I like the cats. Uh, Artemis but and... Uh, which cat do you like better? Luna. Uh, Luna. Those cats are picking up speed. Like, I worked into Hot Topic the other day, and they are everywhere. Well, yeah, yeah, well, the thing is, anime culture is making a nice comeback. Like, the, the anime culture from the 90s that we were kind of raised in, uh, with Sailor Moon and Speed Racer and Dragon Ball Z and all those things, like, being on repeat and open for us. Now, now that we're all becoming adults... That culture and the culture, just the culture of the 90s in general, is making like this gigantic like comeback. So, I think we're going to see a lot more of that stuff. Uh, like, I mean, look at Hayato Miyazaki, he's coming out of retirement to make another film. And you're just like, Do you think any of that has to do with Pokemon Go? I mean, I think, I mean, Pokemon Go is. Is is a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a symptom. It's not it's not the cause. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of that just like it's, a, it's just the nostalgia, 20 year nostalgia. It's all it's all going back to us. Pokemon never went away, you know. It was always there. Yeah, no, but but, I, I but it wasn't the cultural phenomenon. Like the thing is, when it first started, it was a cultural. Everyone and their mothers in a Pokemon. Right. And then when Go started, it was right back to that. Yeah. Suddenly, anybody, anybody in the world, you could you could look at a person, any person on the on the world, and you had like a ninety percent chance to be like, you like Pokemon Go, and they're like, oh my god, yeah, are you playing it? And you're like, okay, cool. The thing right. is, like, that's everyone. It's like, there, there wasn't a chance of seeing anybody who was like. You know, everyone's my guess. Me, like, oh, that's dumb. That's stupid. I'm not. I'm not going to be a part of that just to be a contrarian, right. or what have you. But like, for the most part, it was like everyone was into it. Everybody, it was just uh, part of the cultural zeitgeist again. Have you been playing Sun and Moon? Yes, I started it. That I, I don't, I can't make the decision yet. But I, I want to say that this is probably my favorite one since Silver. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree. I mean, if they would just make uh, Gold and Silver. Again, and just a third time, and just like make it like how this one is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please. Well, well, sun and moon. I mean, the have you have you done any of the trials? Like the, the no, the, no, not yet. Wait, just wait till you do it. Is it good? It's a good time. Oh, it's oh, fucking yeah. it's it like is, super fun. Yeah. It is it is complete completely revamped. I think in the future. If, if Pokemon games, like, I don't know, we're so off topic, but I, I want to finish this, this thought. Uh, right. In the future, I think that we're going to see Pokemon games where capturing and battling all that stuff isn't the main focus anymore. Yeah. Um, doing gyms and the, the standard progression of, like, go to this town, fight the gym leader, fight the bad guys, team whatever. Like, all that's kind of changing. Like, this, this game doesn't have gym leaders. This game has captains, right? And they have trials and there's the kahunas on each island you have to face. And then there's an Elite Four that's handled a little bit differently than the regular Elite Four. And it's, I think in the future, like, you know, two generations from now, there will be a game where it's just like, alright, well, 
you can do whatever you want, including just being a Pokemon breeder. You can go to all the towns, you can face the gyms if you want, but you're not stuck not doing it. Like here, you can be a Pokemon breeder or you can be a Pokemon ranger and stop the, you, you know, that your mission is now to stop this team, whatever it is. And that'll be the story, but I think I think it's we're so it's just it's just meta. There's even yeah, aspect. it's all, it's all super meta. Yeah. yeah, there's even aspects of Pokemon Snap. In it. Really? Yeah, there are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 nice. Um, I have some cool rumors I'll talk about later on, but we'll we'll just do it. Yeah, it's a different podcast. Yeah, that's yeah. a whole other thing. <laughs> um, uh, did you ask a, a question? Uh, yeah, I think the Sailor Cats. Sailor Cats. Last Sailor. thing. Yeah. Okay, so if if you got abducted right now. When the blindfold, okay, aliens, I'm sorry, alien abduction. Mm -hmm. When the blindfold hits your eyes, you're on the way, you're in the back of the spaceship, what are you hoping for? I'm hoping for regular ass motherfuckers, just like me and you. Because so far, you don't know what's going on. All you know is that you got aliens, they haven't harmed you, they've just taken you. Yeah, I just hope they're just like us, except super fucking smart. But they're just chill. They're just like, "What's up, yeah, dude?" Like, you well, what if? What if? Bear with me here. Yeah. What if they bring you out and they're like, "Forgive us. We we can't take you home, but no one else can fix our machines. <laughs> <laughs> we need you now." Oh shit! <laughs> I would be stoked. I'd be like their little leader. <laughs> you like you like a, like a different kind of Flash Gordon, like you're saving the universe from right. broken machines. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like taking your leader, you're like you are our leader, motherfucker. It's, just, it's like your whole life changes. You become this galactic like maintenance man. <laughs> <laughs> what would they pay me? Uh, am I enslaved? No. See, the thing that no, the thing that they would pay you in, you can't comprehend it yet because you don't know it exists. Yeah, but it feels it feels like a. The way that hugs feel. Yeah, it feels like a it feels like a warm sensation. It feels like a really great thing. Yeah, okay. you can, but you can buy stuff with it too. Like a really good feeling. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It feels the way nostalgia feels. It's some kind of weird galactic currency that somehow is is a uh, psychic. And also psychic currency. Would I become psychic? Uh, no, your currency would be though. Like your paycheck would be psychic. Well, so you, you can receive. So they don't give me any. You, no, you can, receive, like, you can receive psychic, but you can't output it. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, all right. Well, good. Like well, good because that's the future that's happening yeah. for you. So. Yeah. Um, if you could, this this one kind of uh, touches base on the on the job thing. If you could have your. One 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 place. Work for one place doing what you do now or in, in your line of work. Is there one specific place that you would pick above all else? Anywhere? Any anywhere in the country or anywhere in any country? Is it is there one company that you know that you'd like to work for? NASA. NASA's the one? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, who the fuck would want to build the uh hey you're building spaceships now? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's being a machinist for NASA. Like, yeah. That, okay, is that at the same place that Mikey works at? No, no, that, that's that's a different. Uh, they do something different there. Okay, that's right. He's like sure. a, uh, he takes like X-rays of the ground. Yeah, I know he does. That's a whole different episode about non-destructive testing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you guys booked that yet? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we don't. Have a, we don't have a, no, we don't have a date for it, but it, he's yeah. coming. Yeah, that's gonna be that's sweet. Yeah. Um, if you could go anywhere in the world to visit, like where would you go? Uh, 
Man, to visit for like how long? Just vacation, two weeks. You get two weeks to do whatever you want. Man. Money's no option. Like, I'd want to say like Japan, just because I like like their culture, but fuck, dude, like Ireland or like the Netherlands, Mm. like just seeing pictures of, of like those two places, like so relaxing. Like, I think I think I'd probably go to the Netherlands. Yeah, I want to say like Tokyo or Spain. Oh, Spain, every time I see yeah, pictures of Spain, I'm just like like Spain just looks like this beautiful place where like every house is built built into a mountain with a great like view of like the <laughs> sea below right, it. Yeah, just every, like every everywhere you go, place. it's like you're on a mountain, but the sea's right below you, and everyone's hot. <laughs> it's like the food's good, right? Yeah. Uh, do you? What What's your earliest memory? Oh man. Uh, my earliest memory was before our sister was born. Uh, we lived on Nevada in, in a duplex. We lived upstairs and uh, the fan, it was the middle of summer. The windows were open, the fan was on and we were gonna take a nap with our dad. And it was, our dad was closest to the, to the wall and then shale, and then I laid, I didn't lay next to them, I laid like above their heads. It's because I was a fucking weirdo. <laughs> that's that's my, my earliest memory. And then uh, Chael like biting through his tongue, and it's like my second memory. Oh, that's a real good story. Um, I guess we'll touch on that real quick. Uh, I don't know how old I was, I don't recall, but we used to have a, a clawfoot tub. Uh, obviously, uh, we were siblings so we, we used to bathe together it wasn't yeah. really a weird thing i had one of those well, we had a one time at one of my dad's houses i'm getting chills right now yeah I, so we, we had this clawfoot tub and we were we were in the we were taking a shower so our day obviously a bath on a shower um and i sat on the edge of the clawfoot tub and i uh, obviously my butt was wet and the tub was wet and i slipped backwards um, falling, my tiny body falling into the crack between the, the tub and the wall, like where the wall, like the tub's rounded. Yeah. So it was a nice little triangle cut out where my small body went in and I, <clears throat> I went in so hard that like my head went back and I need myself in the, in the chin. <clears throat> Luckily though, I was being a, like a spry, like, like pulled myself out when I stood up, I'm just butt naked. They look down and I'm just covered in blood. Yeah. I bit completely through my tongue it yeah. took uh, three stitches through my tongue to for my tongue to um close up and they said that i was lucky that i didn't hit like any of the nerves or any or, like I, the arteries in there i could have bled out i could have lost all feeling in my tongue it could be like a fucking mush mouth i honestly think that's part of the reason that i have uh such a hard time when i start talking fast because like i literally there's parts of my tongue that i'm not sure they even work the way they're supposed to work because i bit through, through it now. yeah because yeah. like nerves <laughs> mm-hmm. i that Crawford. Yeah, it was it was insane. Like I, the, he did. I remember him running out of the room screaming, like just like like mom, mom, like, yeah, like well, I was trying to say blood. Yeah, just like just Cheo, like Cheo, blood, mom, yeah. like blood. We were no, we, we were basically we were taking the bath together. Oh, yeah. you were there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was there. And I pulled yeah, so. myself. When I go, I was like, oh, okay, that's weird. And I come out, I come out. I'm just like, oh, I don't remember. I don't remember crying about it. I don't remember being upset about it. I remember just being like, well, I'm covered in blood, and my tongue is bleeding. Yeah. I mean, how young were we? Like, I couldn't even really make uh, like sentences, you know. Yeah, well, I had we had uh, to be. Super young. Uh, Kale wasn't around. Kale wasn't born yet. So. so four and three or five yeah. and four, like. Well, the thing is, even if you could make sentences, 
I don't know how well you would have done because the same way you probably would have reacted the same way you did when we were like eighteen and I had a seizure and you were there and you just started freaking out and trying to tell me not to have a seizure. Joe, we're going to have a seizure. And I'm just, I, that's what I was trying to fight through my tongue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you you react poorly to, to yeah, dire it, situations. Yeah, like super stressful situations. <laughs> He's like, Joe, like, stop. Like, <laughs> nope. uh, no, we had a clawfoot tub at, at one of my dad's houses, and it was terrifying. I, I refused to bathe in it. And I was only there, thankfully, I was only there on the weekends. But it was bad. We had we left. We didn't stay there because I didn't bathe in it. My, I got in trouble a lot, but it didn't take. <laughs> yeah, I, I was terrifying. Like I thought, like I could, like I would look over the edge. And I would just start crying. I mean, I was a little kid. Yeah. I was like, probably what a weird four. fear for a child to have, though. Like yeah. I was never afraid of the tub. I thought the tub was kind of cool. Like I, I, I like honestly, I'd like to have a clawfoot tub now. Um, I just obviously wouldn't. Well. I don't say I wouldn't sit on the edge, but I can now because I'm so fucking fat. My ass is gonna fit between the wall and the fucking <laughs> the wall and the tub now, so you know we'll be all right. Ours was in like the center of like a, a bigger room. Mm-hmm. It's typically that's how they, a lot of them were um, the centerpiece of the room. Bathrooms used to be a little bit bigger. They were kind of like the the closet tub was like a nice centerpiece. It wasn't like oh just shove this tub in the corner. It's something you have you have to use. It was like it was like oh this is the centerpiece of your bathroom. Like this is the selling point. Here's this nice cool thing. Um, like but now it's just like here's this fucking stupid acrylic tub. It's garbage. It goes in the corner. Yeah. Here's a fat stool for your fat ass to sit on while you shower and the rain washes over you and you don't even take a really nice bath. Cover a lot of things. Talk about a lot of stuff. Well, we still have one question to ask him. Do you have anything? Oh yeah, that you like to ask us. Do you have any questions for us? <laughs> well, this is always the last question we pose. Uh, do you have any questions that you want to ask us? Yeah, you just ask us whatever you want. Anything? I'm just thinking with the guy. I um, asked this to my interviewers that when I got my job, and it was if you could have any superpower, what would it be? You want to go first? Yeah, so, so typically my answer is almost always, without a doubt, like mind control, because it just seems like a cool thing to make, make anyone do whatever you want them to do. Um, you know, mind control or uh, mind reading telepathy and planning thoughts in people's heads, all that kind of cool shit that kind of goes along with that. It's always like my first, like, I think it's kind of like, maybe speaks to my character a little bit. Like, I, wanna, I just want to know what people are thinking. Um, but outside of that, I'm playing Final Fantasy 15 right now, and I think that the ability to kind of, like, this dude can just summon weapons and shit out of nowhere. But the best part is, like, he has, he uses his fishing rod, his fishing rod. Like, he can summon his fishing rod to go fishing whenever he wants. He can just summon anything he wants to, it's just like, if he, if he owns it, he can kind of summon it to his hands. So it's just like, oh, you lost your phone? Don't worry, you can just summon it to your hands. I guess the ability to make anything kind of come to me would be kind of cool. Make things just kind of appear. Like pizza? Like, oh, man, I'd summon pizza constantly. You order a pizza and it's just like... I'd just probably summon my ass to the gym because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, oh, yeah, you, uh, you, you, you summoned a lot of Chinese food this month. Like, how, what are you going to do? That's a lot of egg rolls, dude. Joe? See... I always put way too much thought into this question. Uh, 
I'm just going to say, I mean, just based on the current book I'm writing, probably just like the ability to phase out of my body, mostly because... The like, cash projection? Yeah. Mostly because like, oh, it's cool to fly, but if I phase out of my body, I can then just fly. You know what I mean? And it's not like I can fly and nobody can do anything about it because I'm phasing and I'm flying. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm just living my own dream. You know what I mean? Doing whatever I want. It's so scary though, because what if someone's at home just like doing gross stuff to your body? Well, but then again, what if I'm having a seizure and I don't want to be a part of it and I can just go somewhere else? Yeah, I feel you there. I just, I guess don't, I guess just don't be in places where people can do weird stuff to your body and you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a million things. I just think if you think that I'm not drawing like hair on top of your head while you're while you're astral astral walking, I hear another thing coming. I think that that's there's probably like if you think that it's impossible for you to do that while I'm asleep, then you're wrong. So <laughs> I just I I just live this life. Hair's, if hair's gonna find its way in my head, it probably would have happened by now. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna draw that Statham on for you though, like where you just like, like, the, like the cool receding hairline, but you still like a badass bald guy. Okay, I'm gonna give you that. As long as it's not the Charlie Brown. <laughs> no, it's not the Charlie Brown, and not the uh, <clears throat> not the George Costanza either. And not the Homer. No, not the Homer. The the two hairs on top and the tiny little bit of hair around the back. Yeah. Nah. A little two-string uh, comb over. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this has been very informational. Thank you for thank you for stopping in. I think that this is hopefully will uh, reach a lot of people who are making a decision about you know college and are hesitant about a trade and kind of open the, up some eyes about what you do and and people's notions about what your job is really like so thanks a lot uh, yeah i know he's 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 signing off here but what he forgot to do is ask you uh is there anything that you want to plug like your twitter your instagram your gamer tag any of that kind of stuff uh yeah i mean i don't give a fuck uh commandment six commandment uh space vi uh you can get me play some uh, fucking Overwatch together or something. Since I already signed off, I'll just, we'll just plug it at the beginning. No, no. We're, we're, this is all going to stay in because you didn't, you didn't uh, add any, you didn't, you didn't plug our Instagram, you didn't plug any, you didn't plug anything. So this is all still in. Uh, none of this is getting edited out. Everyone can hear this. So go ahead and uh, don't forget, uh, Joe, you just made our Twitter. What's the Twitter? Uh, SYECast. Yeah, SYECast. Instagram is should be the same thing, but because Joe made it, it's probably not. You want that visibility. You want that easy marketing. It's unavailable. <laughs> it was unavailable. Yeah, that's, that's the hard part. Yeah, uh, it's easy. Instagram is just set your expectations. Is it? Just set your expectations? Perfect. Um, come see our Instagram. We usually put up uh, pictures of us and the guests, uh, as well as we just kind of promote ourselves and, you know, whatever. But check us out there. Uh, I'm at Joshua G. Justice everywhere. Joe's at On The Go With Joe. And my brother's at Commandment 6. So with that, this is The Real Goodbye. We'll catch you next time.